Welcome to the Dr. J Show with your host, Dr. J Herrera, DPT. Dr. J is a doctor of physical therapy and has dedicated himself to helping people like you reach your peak potential in health, wellness, and fitness using science-based physical therapy principles. To learn more, please go to drjherrera.com. The content contained in this show is for informational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Please consult a qualified healthcare professional for individual health or medical advice. Dr. J. Herrera, show participants, and or Herrera Research Institute, LLC, are not liable for damages claimed by the listener. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about the all-important and exciting topic of uh, the muscle fascia relationship. Um, In clinical terms in the industry, we refer to it as myofascial. Uh, to define, to properly define the fascia, what I want you to do is, is visualize uh, a, a pillow and a pillowcase, okay? So you have the, the pillow represents the muscle, the pillowcase represents the fascia. So you can think about, since you're covered from head to toe with muscle structure, uh, you have fascia that surrounds the muscle bellies as well as the general surface area underneath your, your skin and your, your subcutaneous fat. You have um, a, a, a vast network of fascia, which is basically a, it, it's a, it's a type of co- connective tissue. It's more dense. Um, it's, it's, not a, it's, a, it's a dense network of, of a connective tissue matrix. Um, it's designed to basically act as a, a support netting, if you will, uh, for the muscle structures, for the, uh, it, it will encompass the, the joints, the articulations, Basically, all throughout the body, you have a network of fascia that helps to provide you support. It helps to contain your organs, um, support muscles, support the vascular structure to stabilize, uh, further stabilize joints, further stabilize muscle function. So when the muscle contracts and relax, it helps to stabilize during that function. and it basically helps to provide internal pressure to your body, your organs, so you have healthy blood flow, uh, healthy oxygenation, so healthy circulation to your tissues for, for daily movement and, if, uh, and such. So fascia, the structure of fascia to your body is extremely important. It helps give you that posture so you're able to stand up straight. Uh, it helps to give you the reinforcement uh, so you can function and move safely, um, provide strength uh, tensile strength so you can withstand and lift things and withstand postural stress and strain. Um, so it's, it's easy to understand, once you understand you have that basic network, it's easy to understand to further uh, uh, extrapolate that, that you can have dysfunction or pathology of the fascia. So in fact, especially in the younger patients that I see, I oftentimes see uh, musculoskeletal or myo- and myofascia-related dysfunction and pathology more readily than I do, say, a structural breakdown where there's a, 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 a advanced joint arthritis, uh, um, joint degeneration, um, bone degeneration of some kind, um, uh, ligament or, or tendon degeneration of pathology. I often see issues first when they first start out in people um, is becoming more of a fa- fascia, myofascia issue. Okay, so if we can catch those 
dysfunction, those issues. You know how you have the, the achy neck, achy shoulder, um, a, a very uncomfortable, maybe low back or, or knee, or especially the outside of, you, of the knee. A lot of runners or people who sit a lot can have uh, um, tightness around the knee joint, especially on the outside. Athletes, athletes experience a lot of aches and pains. Well, some people will attribute to the aging process. And while biologically aging can contribute to that aches and pain, you can also have myofascial dysfunction. There's actually a, a subspecialty within the field of uh, physical or physiotherapy where practitioners can get advanced training on how to learn how to work and manipulate the myofascia. And by doing so, you can help to uh, relieve the, the tension points the, that's caused from stress and strain. Usually repetitive trauma, repetitive uh, abnormal or, or um, um, posturing that is not desirable. So if you have a, a sit at a desk, for example, or you have to do a, a lot of repetitive lifting in your occupation, for example, that can lead to... Um, having repetitive uh, strain tendencies because you're molding and pushing your fascia in a particular uh, uh, way of, of positioning itself. Okay, So when, when you do that repetitively over a period of time, it can alter the biomechanics of the body. And when you alter the biomechanics of the body excessively for a prolonged period of time, it can add to excessive wear and tear on that body, maybe a particular joint. So you'll see it around your, your, your cervical spine, your neck spine, or your low back spine, your lumbar spine, your shoulder joint, your knee joint. You usually see fascial problems showing up around a joint because it, it causes a dysfunction of that joint, causing inflammation within that joint potentially, and the joint's biomechanics are then altered. And that can lead to pain because it's, it's becoming stressed and strained. Is it necessarily a particular, uh, did the problem originate with the joint itself? A lot of times, no. A lot of times it's the surrounding fascia that becomes tight or restricted that uh, gets, gets, uh, will, will impede the function of that uh, correlating joint. And you can have multiple areas affecting you at one time. So um, I see this a lot in, in uh, middle-aged and seniors where... Um, the, basically, these patterns of dysfunction have been left unattended for so long uh, that, uh, or maybe that they're undiagnosed and they're gone on for so long, and now they start causing that early uh, onset of arthritis where the, because of that dysfunction, the joint dysfunction has been left un unmanaged for so long that the biomechanics are, are altered and it can cause uh, early wear and tear of a joint. So... Um, ways to treat that effectively, you, you can, a lot of times, uh, primary uh, medical practitioners, i.e. physicians, won't, uh, they, don't, they don't get this type of training in, in their education process, typically. Chiropractors may have a, a, some, some knowledge in it and may want to provide treatment on it. However, um, probably the, the number one practitioner of myofascial management, because I know because you, you get it in formal, the formal education as well as you can go on and become specialized providers and practitioners within myofascial, is going to be your physical or physiotherapist. So if, if you are suspecting that you may have an issue, by all means talk about it with your primary care physician um, and maybe ask them about seeing a physical therapist and seeing if you feel that... Uh, uh, the two of you plan can, can uh, maybe go to a physical therapist for a, an assessment, an evaluation to see if, if indeed uh, myofascial condition may be involved, uh, myofascial pathology. 
Um, if you're in a state where you have direct access to a physical therapist, then you can just go to an outpatient physical therapy center, call them up, see if you can go and uh, be assessed by the, the physical therapist uh, there. And um, they'll be able, they should be able to tell you whether they feel it's a musculoskeletal myofascial issue or whether it's some other issue that maybe they have to refer you back to the physician for because maybe it's a medical issue, not so much a rehab physical therapy issue. So um, that would be the, the, the primary um, best way to go. And then, and then once you have that uh, determined, uh, make sure it's nothing medically, you, know, you don't have cancer, or you don't have um, an autoimmune dysfunction, fibromyalgia, things like that, which can look similar to a myofascial issue or even cause a myofascial problem with the underlying problem being some kind of cellular disease process get that addressed medically. But once that's cleared, then uh, by all means, uh, being serviced by a physical therapist um, and having the th physical therapist show you how to self-manage um, long-term, because we all have tendencies of postural patterns and, and uh, common patterns of dysfunction that it's just our anatomy and the way we, we posture ourselves and move that we're, we're just not gonna overcome um, necessarily and be 100% pain-free from that particular in, um, issue. You have people that love to run. Runners have particular myofascial uh, limitations that the majority of runners will eventually experience at one time or another, okay? Um, office workers for one, baseball players, football players, basketball players. Um, if you're a, a senior, uh, you have a lot of wear and tear on your body. Well, we need to have those managed. And once you can determine what the issues are, if it's a myofascial issue, and maybe you're done with the physical therapy management and now you're on the self-management, and you can always go to a licensed massage therapist um, and have them do soft tissue, uh, man uh, soft tissue work on your body for general maintenance care. I don't believe that the, 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 the licensed massage therapist should be diagnosing myofascial and tissue dysfunction. I would leave that up to the physical therapists and or the, the physician uh, practitioners. So I know that massage therapists who may be listening to this may disagree and I know that massage therapists get a lot of con continuing education over a long period but um, to actually diagnose physical dysfunction that's to my knowledge, not technically in the, in the realm of a massage therapist. So let's keep that in mind um, and let's just try to do the best we can to help people get the care that they need. And you, uh, as a healthcare consumer, be smart in who you um, decide to let work on your body. And uh, it's okay to question what that individual's education background and training background is and you have a right to determine where you want to go. So if it's a myofascial issue, then um, you know that you have hope. There are, there are tremendously skilled practitioners out there that can help you with a myofascial dysfunction. And it, you, you, it, it may take some time, depending on how severe and deep the, the restriction is. But uh, it, I've seen myself, I'm a practitioner of myofascial uh, um, management and have managed many people with soft tissue injuries and over the years, and I know that it can be very, very effective. We have a lot of great outcomes, a lot of great uh, testimonials over the years um, of people that have been helped in one way or another by um, properly designed soft tissue management, myofascial management. Um, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate your support. And uh, if you have any questions or feedback or uh, feedback or comments, please go to drjherrera.com and uh, you can uh, uh, reach out to us uh, that way if you like. And uh, I thank you for your time.
For more free articles, audios, and videos, please go to www.drjherrera.com. That's D-R-J-A-Y-H-E-R-R-E-R-A.com. This is Dr. Jay Herrera thanking you for listening to today's podcast, and I'm wishing you healthy, pain-free living.